is it's called faith and faith is actually convinced that he's better than your capacity to understand. Therefore, mm-hmm. when you fail, you, you, it's not, it's, it's sounds bootstrappy to say you get back up, but you get back up because God is good. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. God is preaching a sermon to the world through people's lives. People's experience, history, and testimonies all point to some amazing attribute of God that you too can experience. I interview revolutionaries, fire starters, and troublemakers. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life. A voice that says with God you can and with God you will step into the abundant life. So let's get rolling. So Jason, great to meet you, man. (laughs) Good to meet you, Troy. (laughs) So Jason and I are from North Carolina because it's a beautiful state. It's the perfect state, man. It's got a little bit of everything, right? It's got everything. That's right, man. We got lakes. We got beach. We got mountains. We got green trees. We got awesome. We got a little bit of summer. We got some beautiful falls and springs. Yeah, this is the place you want to be, bro. That's so true. So Jason runs Rethinking God with Tacos absolute winning title with the tacos what's with the tacos it's a podcast sorry okay <laughs> well first of all everything good happens around tacos man it happens around food right that's so everything, good everything about god is family and family always is happening around food second i am an i am not uh an academic theologian i am a relational theologian mm. And so uh, the the tacos make sure that nobody takes themselves too serious, right? Like, oh, that's good. Yeah, man. Well, well thought through. (laughs) What about you? What about you, man? Yeah. So I, uh, my name's Troy Mangum, and I run a podcast called The Kindling Fire, and we have mutual guests. We've had some amazing people on that, you know, kind of looking at them having conversations from different angles. And I uh, actually reached out to Jason because I thought he was so cool. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I listened to his show. I listened to some of the conversations he was having. And and I'm like, I'm all about finding, you know, my friends call like-minded kings and yeah. building allies with yeah. them. And, and yeah. I just feel like he's a man that's after God's heart. He's got something so uh, unique and d- deep and helpful and meaningful in the uh, Rethinking God with Tacos podcast. It's, I just wanted to share it it with my audience for sure. I love it. And I, you know, we were talking before we, we hit record here about um, the, the life that we've both experienced having a podcast, uh, Mm. a word given to me a couple of years ago about archipelago, which is a a bunch of islands, uh, a a series of islands. And um, the picture that they gave me was the, that, um, that the season that, that the church was moving into was such where there would be um, these individuals or these families that have been running at something for a long time and maybe haven't been seen, maybe uh, aren't, people aren't aware of them, but they've been developing a particular uh, revelation or stewarding a particular burning. Mm-hmm. And, and what I've loved about having this podcast is, is these kinds of connections. The, the, the second part of that, that, that prophetic picture uh, that was given to me several, several years ago was that we were one island, but that, that we felt alone in that season, but that there was a series of islands and all these islands were, were developing um, uh, revelation, were their own mm. 
running in their own lane and coming into to the fullness of God and revelation and that there was a beginning of bridging between islands. And so that was the picture. And that's what I see even in this conversation and us just meeting. Uh, oh, that's a beautiful picture. What, what I hear is that sort of the airwaves, right? You know, in the arch, archipelago, you know, in everybody's individual island, but a lot of times they'll have radio stations or something to dial in to kind of make sure like, hey, what's going on? Oh, I heard through the airwaves, I heard through the radio or this podcast or YouTube or whatever, you know, that there's this other island and they're like us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I know for, for me, uh, before even being a, a podcast host, um, I was always, I was always on this journey to, to know God more. I want to know more about God. I want to hear more people's stories about God. Like it was just this insatiable hunger. I've heard it described as, you know, it's the one thing that um, God is the one thing that you get full and from being full, you get more hungry. It's yeah. just this oxymoron. And and so I would look on, you know, the proverbial radio waves to be like, where's there a, a good sermon? Where's there a good testimony? Where's there a good revelation of a new attribute of God that that I can take into my life and, and expand it and expand my faith? Yeah. And um that yeah so go ahead yeah so so i mean so people that listen to us i would say i mean here i'm just gonna be very blunt like you need to go listen to rethinking (laughs) god with tacos it's that good like and, and i've done that with other podcasts as well because it's just like look it's that good if you listen to this you like kindling fire you like what we're doing there's other people like this, you know, that, that are having some very in-depth conversations. So man, I love that. I love, uh, the, uh, kindling fire. I'm curious where it came from, but I, 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 um, grew up in the charismatic world. So I'm very familiar with fire, fire, <laughs> fire, 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 Lord, more. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and I love it because it's the nature of fire is very much like the hunger you just described. Uh, it's yeah. always hungry for more. It's yeah. fire is the thing. It's, 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 there's this yeah. hunger, there's this hunger for more. And the more you feed it, the hotter it gets. So. so yeah, I'll give you the quick on the, on the name. So basically it was an imagery of that. I believe God has put a, like what I call a divine spark in each person. Yeah. Uh, it could be spiritual giftings, personalities, viewpoint, revelation of God, uh, one of the things that you'll hear me here say on my podcast is our lives is a sermon that God is preaching to the world. Um, you know, and it's, it's sort of like, you know, God is putting us through things because he's trying to communicate out of our life, something amazing about himself to yeah. others. And so the kindling fire is basically that little beginning stage, that very early just a spark of an idea or a divine spark that God's put inside of somebody that, you know, that are before there was a world vision, there was a divine spark in someone's heart before there was a YWAM, there was a divine spark in Lauren Cunningham's heart. Like things start very small. And in those small stages, you need protection from the wind so that the fire can, can be protected and grow. And I, and I kind of like liken it to, I want to be the voice in their life that says, you can do this. That's that. God yeah. that, you know what, that, let me just say over you, that little kindling fire, that's supposed to be a bonfire, yeah. but now it's in this early stages. So I have, um, I have conversations with people that maybe look like bonfires, like yeah. the, their impact, their influence, their anointing, their revelation. It's just massive. But I always take them back to, it wasn't always this way. 
when did you have to fight for this? When yeah. did you have to believe? When was it hard? When did you have to confront fears and overcome obstacles? And that's kind of where I go in people's stories. And then I said, oh, great. And here's all the stuff that now you get to espouse, but it always has a starting point. I love that. You know, um, that's a real fathering heart right there too. Uh, that's you know, <laughs> seeing uh, someone's identity, seeing their calling, seeing the grace that spark, and then speaking into it and protecting it. Man, I, that's we need more fathers mm. in this world today, and I, I absolutely love that. I love that. Yeah, tell, so me, that's- tell me the uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, well, I would, I you know, getting to know you, I'd be like, where is where is that kindling spark for you? What was that? There's two questions I ask. One is that, which is a similar one. The other one is what's he speaking to you right now that's just burning in you, but it would more than likely be attached to that early spark. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, um, I am a very scattered person um, in you general. Are? I'm very scattered. Like you can look at my background. I got like going on, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, and so I have um, like what I call divine sparks in different areas, yeah, like, yeah. uh, one particular area. So it's, it, so I, like, I, I, I'm drawn to people to have sort of like hands in lots of little places. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess the, the divine spark in me is that God uses me to create things out of nothing. Love that. Uh, just, there were just an idea. There were just a thing. And then God says, all right, let's apply some faith, put some work to it. And let uh, let's see if God breathes on it. And yeah. I've touched some things uh, where God has done just that. Yeah. And so it's sort of like, um, you know, if you want to use charismatic language, maybe apostle kind of stuff, but I hate to use that term. I shouldn't even said it, but it's the concept of, I, I really do, man. I, I should have just, can I just take that back? I'll do <laughs> um, uh, I, I meant sort of like the idea that it's sort of like, there's not a church there. There's not a thing there. There's, there's an opportunity there. Yeah. Let's go and create that. Let's go with God or with others and, and make this thing happen. So I've done that with a missions organization. I've done that with the men's ministry. I've done this with this podcast. I've done this with trying to help fathers through a book. So, you know, I've done a lot of different ways. Well, you probably failed a whole lot too then. Oh my gosh. I mean, my book is called Fatherhood Face Plants. <laughs> But it says it's how to get back up and be the father uh, your kids need. And and it's about getting back up. The whole book's about getting back up. But there's tremendous, awful failures. I have a I have a I imagine you would you would be a fun guy to dream with because uh, yeah. you're a yes and guy and you need those in your life. You know, the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, when you have a comedy troupe and they, yeah. they all get together and the way that the first thing you learn in a comedy troupe is that if somebody says something off the wall, your job as the as the partner is to say yes and then add to it. Yes and yeah. right. You're a yes and guy. I can tell you're a yes and well guy. my wife did improv comedy. I've read improv wisdom. Yes. <laughs> and yes and yeah I, I just I'm I'm all about it man. That's and we need there's so much blank what I call blanket throwers in the world, right? It's just like whatever it is, let me throw a blanket on it. And because of whatever reason, you know, be it selfish or just they're just whatever negative Nellies. And there's not enough yes and people. And if we're people of faith, yeah. with a God that does the impossible, yeah. Well, why are we always throwing blankets on everybody? 
Yeah, and a good God. That's the most important part of the story, because if you're going to fail, you, you want to fail in the right direction. And, and, and the only way you do that is it's called faith. And faith is actually convinced that he's better than your capacity to understand. Therefore, mm-hmm. when you fail, you, you, it's not, it's, it's sounds bootstrappy to say you get back up, but you get back up because God is good and you're convinced of it and you won't be moved to the left or to the right. And so, so you go again, but yeah, the yes. And I, you need those people in your life. I've got a few of them. They're, they're rare and I treasure them. Uh, and yeah. I want to be that for other people. And I love that as I'm getting to know you about you, because it is, it's that thing that says, look, God is good. So yes, let's do it. And by the way, it's even better than you thought it was. It's even, you know, if he, if yeah. God is love and his love is measureless, then you, the moment you think you got your arms around it, somebody's come up, going to come along and go times two and blow your whole world up. That's yeah. just who God is. So man, I, oh, there's so much here. So I, so I, we were kind of brainstorming like, Hey, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't know, let's get some caffeine and God and we'll, we'll figure it out. And, uh, and one of the things it was sort of like your whole podcast is about rethinking God, discovering this expansiveness of God. That is what the scripture calls beyond our understanding or beyond knowledge to know this love that is beyond knowledge. Like, give me some of that. Like, what do you, what do you, what kind of revelations have you got? I love that stuff. Well, I, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle or I'm right at the end of a book and it, the titles, I tend to write scary titles, but it's called leaving and finding Jesus. Hmm. And the, the story is based off the book title is based off of um, something I was working on several years ago. Uh, and, and as I was working on this project, I got to know a very high, um, high intensity personality who loves Jesus. And, and I ended up pastoring her a little bit. And as we're working together one day on this project, she calls me and right off the bat, I'm leaving Jesus. I'm leaving Jesus. I'm leaving Jesus. And I knew at this point I've pastored, I've been in enough meetings. I'm old enough, far enough along in my life that I, I knew that, that this was an existential crisis. Like I, I wasn't going to give her, a, a, she wasn't looking for principles. This was a drowning woman who, who was making, anytime I would interject, she would bite my head off. So mm-hmm. knew, she's a high, t- high intense person. So I listened for an hour and a half, just praying in the spirit, just asking the Holy Spirit, Father, just re- help me to, every once in a while I'd poke and she'd bite, and she was making a case. And I got to be honest, it was a pretty solid case. She, mm-hmm. she by the church, she'd been, she, she was navigating deep, deep disappointments. She mm-hmm. had, uh, had a, had a real, um, transactional understanding in some respects about the nature of God. And so she's just running at all these deep, deep places of, of 20 years of disappointment mm. comes around the end or end of that conversation. And she says, uh, she, like a lawyer wrapping up her case, she, she re- revisits the, the main thesis and, and, and then wraps it up with I'm leaving Jesus. And when she's finished talking, uh, she's waiting for me hoping that I've got something she has some principle she hasn't exhausted some some new thing she can do that she hasn't already taken to its hopeless conclusion you know she's yeah. the young ruler striving down a road and and and, and coming to the revelation that that the end of it there's the question is what more am I lacking what am I still lacking and so she says I'm leaving Jesus and into that void I said I think you should he's killing you and that shut her up that, that that was not what she was looking for because she's met Jesus yeah, deep down inside. And so from that moment, we shifted and, and the conversation was a very Emmaus Road conversation, which is the book I'm writing. It's the Emmaus Road journey in which a stranger, uh, Jesus, in the form of a stranger, comes and walks beside you and actually hides himself 
so that he can reveal himself to you and your preconceived ideas and your broken thoughts about him and your ideology and your disappointments and all of the things that you're wrestling with don't get in the way of the burning. Mm-hmm. And he begins to un- unwrap who he is to you and, and, and reveal that his love is a measureless love, that he's better than you could think or imagine. And, and, he, and he invites you into a relational walk where you steward this burning. And then you know the story on that Emmaus Road journey. They end up, they end up in the house. They take that stranger, Jesus, the, the, the resurrected Christ, the, the greatest revelation that's ever existed. They bring him into the house. He breaks the bread. Their eyes are opened. They see who he truly is. Then he dis- disappears from their sight. And for years, I wondered, why did he disappear from their sight? But I, I, I've, I've discovered he disappeared from their sight for the same reason he was a stranger on the road. He wanted them to recognize the burning that had happened on the road, because the next thing they say is, did not our hearts burn when he spoke yeah. to us on the road? And it was revelation, revelation, mm-hmm. it, it was the stewarding of the burning. And so that's what I did with her. I began to, I began to talk about, look at the, the, the lens you have on Jesus is killing you. This transactional understanding of who he is, is, is undermining. Uh, it's cutting you off from access to his lap. You know, you can only have intimacy where there's trust and you can only trust to the extent you're convinced he's good. Mm-hmm. And she had fractures on her lens regarding his goodness and therefore, she couldn't access him in the places where she needed to access him. And so that's, it's that's almost like it's like deconstructing Jesus or deconstructing the, the uh, yeah. Christ or the. Yeah, that word doesn't scare me uh, because uh, because Jesus is a stranger walking down every road with every one of us. Neither death nor life. Nothing separates us from his love, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that word deconstructing. I, that, be honest, our podcast, I didn't mean for this to happen. But because uh, I had written some uh, some things that were outside of the scope of of um, where I was currently churching at the time, it ended up pushing us out of the church, and uh, we ended up launching this podcast at the same time. And and uh, all of a sudden, I realized that my audience were a whole lot of people who are deconstructing. They would, would they would actually use that language. And yeah. So I, I I wasn't fond of that word originally. I'm all about rebuilding. But right. you can't rebuild unless you find the cornerstone. So let's go find who Jesus is and let's go, let's go really build on the goodness of God. Yeah, man, that's so, wow. Um, when I think about God um, in, in that story and you're in this lady that struggled, there's, there's these denominational lines that I find and people's minds that I find that, you know, there is in scripture, you can find a harsh God. Yeah. Yeah. In scripture, you can find, or a, maybe even a demanding God. Yeah. Punishing uh, God. Cruel. Uh, in scripture, you can find a merciful, tender, yeah. approachable God. And, and, and you and I are both fathers and, and, and there is this revelation as a dad that your children are different. They're going to respond differently. Yeah. And so, um, the thing that I've said to people that, that it always kind of pushes the boundaries back, which is, you know, God is probably more to be feared and revered or even scary to some degree than you're probably comfortable with. Right. And God uh, in, in your paradigm of what's acceptable. Yeah. Um, and then God is probably more loving and gracious and tender 
then then you're going to be able to comprehend or maybe even fully experience in this life. And he's these both ends of the spectrum. And then you've got people that gravitate toward his severity or the fear of God and his holiness. And you've got people that gravitate towards this, the mercy and the tenderness and the kindness of God. And it is all God. Right. And and people, people tend to always kind of think, well, the deconstruction needs to be, well, he's just this, or he's just this, or if he's just this, then how can he be this? And it's, they're always dichotomizing these two sides of God. It's like, it's, it's the same. It's God. It's just more than you in your limited experience and understanding of the rep of who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I, and I think, you know, the, 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 the beautiful thing is, is we know what he looks like because we have Jesus. Yeah. Amen. And, and so, so I find even when there's, when, when I'm in one lane and I feel like I'm talking to somebody who's in a different lane, we can come back to Jesus and ultimately come back to the, the pivotal moment that defines our, our faith and our common bond. And it is the cross and mm-hmm. it is resurrection life. And I, and I find that, you know, I, I often, I was going to say I tiptoe around things, but I, I probably don't these days even tiptoe anymore uh, simply because I'm 48 and I'm unaffiliated. So, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I'm you're, a, you're a free agent. Yeah, I'm a relational guy, so I don't want to hurt. I'm, I'm all about connection. That's the whole yeah. point. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I would say I used to tiptoe. I'm probably less of a, I probably stomp a little more now these days, but the, yeah. the wonderful thing is, is that when we find ourselves, uh, navigating language and this word means something different to you than it means to me. Um, we can go to the cross and we can go to, to this place, this pivotal moment that, that, that reveals the fullness of God, you know, uh, in the word who became flesh. And, mm. and I love that. I love, I love that. That's the place. Uh, that's the common denominator. That, well, what I, what I love is that it, it's, it's the, the commonality of humanity, right? You know, like not everybody is wealthy and has great opportunity, but everybody knows suffering. Yeah. Everybody cross the board, cross culture, everyone knows suffering and, and to have the clarity of the cross and God knowing suffering, your suffering, your personal suffering. Um, and, and the hope of, but it's overcomable. Like Jesus resurrected from the dead and that thing that you despair over now is there's, it can be resurrected. It, there can be life. There can be hope. Yeah. And everybody knows that sense of separation. Yes. That, that loneliness, uh, that ache that Jesus stepped inside of and blew, you know, you know, the, this idea, um, you know, that he, he took sin on as a second skin, but then God in Christ, you know, uh, you know, God in Christ reconciled. And so everybody knows that and that he stepped inside our loneliness and he stepped inside, you know, our, our flawed lens, you know, um, and, and then just revealed the goodness of God in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the God's it's called the good news for a reason. I think, you know? Yeah. Amen. No, amen. <laughs> well, I tell you what guys, this, the guys that are listening. This is a teaser. This is this is the we're this is a frustrating teaser. I hope you're enjoying this conversation. You want more? You want more of this kind of goodness of, of what God's doing and 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 having amazing conversations with amazing men and women of God? Uh, 
check out you got to check out uh rethinking god uh with tacos how do you find what you just go to any podcast place i guess you'll find it right yeah it's everywhere and our okay. website is a, a family story.org so you can find okay. us there and then man where are we going to find you where are we going to find uh so you can uh find the kindling fire with troy mangum on youtube and you can find it on any of the podcast platforms yeah. and uh if you want to know more about me and some of the other projects i i'm you know mentioned you just go to troymangum.org and that's m-a-n-g-u-m i love dot it org. i'm sorry not dot org dot com i'm telling you to send you the wrong place dot com <laughs> I love it. I pray grace and wonder and favor over your day. Thank you, man. All that you touch, brother. It's really, really cool to connect and meet you here. And I'm looking forward to uh, further conversations. Maybe a coffee. You get down my way. Yeah, we're not that far. They're not that far, man. Right. Definitely. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Hey, Jason, great to meet you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. And if you want to connect, go over to Instagram, search Troy Mangum or The Kindling Fire, and we can connect there. And that would be a great way to kind of stay in touch. I am doing a YouTube channel, so we do video formats of these podcasts, and we'd love to have you look there. Okay, guys, until next time, be awesome.